Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you? Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about communication, obviously. Uh, I hope nobody took this picture in your house. Uh, doesn't look like it's going real well. This actually was from our house. Um, <laughs> that would be Jolene confused with uh, my mysterious communication. Anyway, today we want to talk about the significance and importance in communication. Before we go down that road, uh, Dan and Nancy really revealed it to us. There will be no good communication without good reconciliation. If you don't keep your relationship free of sin, uh, of the impact of sin, uh, it will be very, very hard to have good communication. So uh, understand there's an order to the seminar. And uh, so keep reconciliation in mind as we move forward. Uh, Let's... Not, uh, let not corrupt, corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Uh, communication is incredibly important. It falls within, and you saw these slides last night, within the overall context of God uh, accomplishing his work and will through our lives. God wants us to uh, join him in his story. He wants to put uh, he wants us to put him on display through our changed lives. We're the people of God living for the glory of God. We've been graciously accepted. He's working within us. He's changing our lives all for the sake of bringing honor, glory to him and looking forward to the kingdom that is to come. Communication with purpose. I, I love this quote from Dr. Paul Tripp about the significance and power of words. Let me read it to you. God is the originator and designer of language. Think about that for a minute. There would be no words ever spoken were it not for God. He created words for his use and to be used by those he created for his glory. He spoke each element of his creation into existence. The Lord chose to communicate to Adam and Eve through words and gave them the ability to comprehend not only his, but also each other's. Then Satan entered the garden, spoke deceitful words that began the corruption of man's communication with God. And one another. The Bible reflects in many ways the power of words. Uh, they're primary, they're, they're the way we commun- communicate not only with each other but also with God. Uh, every person we encounter, in some way or another, we have to communicate with them if we're going to uh, convey ideas, thoughts, or feelings, or anything like that. So speak wisely and listen carefully. That conveys the love of the kingdom and respect and concern for others. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. We've already sort of touched on this, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. I I love the idea of of being in control of what you speak. So often over the course of my life, I've spoken impulsively. I've spoken out of a sinful attitude or uh, out of anger. And I love the fact that, that we know in the power of the Holy Spirit through the gospel, we can control our speech or we can be empowered by the Spirit to control our speech. So what comes out is good for edifying, building up, fitting the occasion, uh, giving grace to those who hear, not grieving the Spirit of God. And we're going to spend a lot of time on the Holy Spirit in this session because He's the one who manifests Christ-likeness in us. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I shared with you a little bit yesterday about uh, my, uh, 
my uh, uncontrolled anger at times. And many, many years ago, probably 40 years ago, when I started uh, a job here in Greeley, I got very angry at a situation. And, and the fellow who was working with me said this to me, and I've never forgot it. He said, you can tell the size of a man by what it takes to make him angry. And you talk about a knife to your heart and a word that never left me. But I'm so grateful for that because it brought to my life the reality that what I speak reveals, and, and as we'll see, what's inside me. And nothing, no, nothing, yeah, I don't know, it just seems like nothing reveals our heart more than our words. You can tell the size of a man by what it takes to make him angry. There is one, <clears throat> there is one whose rash words are like a sword thrust but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Uh, this is from James 2. I, I had the whole passage in here, but it's, it's just so long, and, but it's so powerful. And uh, I want to spend a few moments on it. Uh, let me read it. For, for every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. That's how powerful it is. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. For the same mouth comes blessing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. The point here is that no human being can tame the tongue. Only the Spirit of God working in us through the power of the Word of God and the Gospel in us, can empower us to measure our words and to speak in godliness and grace and truth. One of the major barriers to godly communication is revealed in the Gospel of Luke. The good person out of the good stored up in his heart, and that's the key word, in his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So the root sins, such as unbelief in God, selfishness, desire for control, bitterness, rage, fear, and guilt, they're, they're at the heart often of what comes out of our mouth, what we speak. And so our time today, we really want to focus on uh, purifying our hearts. And as I said, reconciliation is a huge part of that. Uh, so we need to guard our hearts. It is a reflection of a heart from from within, out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery. All of these sins are a reflection of the heart, and among them are ungodly communication. An example of a tamed tongue includes gossip, belittling, cursing, bragging, manipulating, false teaching, exaggerating, complaining, flattering, and lying. Uh, years ago, before I became a believer of Christ, a, a follower of Christ, I I filled every sentence with as many cuss words as I could. I thought it was so cool. I maybe shared that with you before, but, but, but that's, that's how lost I was, how unaware of the glory and the majesty of God that, that I would blaspheme his name in that way. And, and, and today, it's unthinkable to me to take the, the, the Lord's name in vain. But I did so, so many times. and It's the power of, of the work of God in us that changes us and, and, and helps us. Just some helpful thoughts here. Before we speak, we should ask 
uh, maybe some questions of ourselves. Do I really want to say what I'm about to say? Is it really uh, something that, that, that I can say with grace and love? Is it true? Is it necessary? Uh, I know people, and sometimes I'm like this, I just blabber. I want people to notice me, so I just talk endlessly. And, and so, uh, you know, is, is what I'm about to say important, necessary? Does it further the kingdom? Does it, does it help? Uh, is it kind and loving? Just some important questions to think through. I want to take a little look at, at uh, a little more in depth at ungodly communication and how it reflects the heart and the thinking and attitudes of our lives. As we've said, the root sins must be addressed through reconciliation, solutions sought to encourage godly communication. Never, oops, went back. I was looking for the, sorry, I was looking for the pointer. Never attack the communication problem. If you're struggling with communication, uh, the, the, the solution isn't to look at the person you're talking with, arguing with, mad at. It's to look at your own heart. Deal with your sinful attitudes, your thinking patterns uh, that you have toward God, others in the situation. And we'll have some time in the handouts today for you to do that. To repent of your sinful attitudes and thinking before speaking. Your repentance uh, of the root sin problems in your life will, pursue, will, will produce consistent godly communication. This is kind of a picture of what it looks like. Uh, you know, this, this is me, uh, angry me. And, and if I don't have a way to deal with my anger or the sin in my life, I usually vent, I blow up. Uh, I've done that. Anger's released toward others. Or I clam up. I, I, I'm, not, I'm in a powerless situation, so I internalize the anger rather than dealing with it. Or sometimes I attack people. Uh, you know, this, you, them, attack each other rather than attack the problem, which is the sin uh, in our lives and that uh, may be involved in the situation. I, I want to... I did this little thing a number of years ago just to, just to help us understand anger. Uh, oops, keep hitting the wrong button, sorry. Um, this is just, these are just synonyms for anger, uh, impatience, annoyance, dissatisfaction, frustration, uh, disturb. These are all subtle forms of anger that if we don't deal with appropriately can become more significant forms of anger like exasperation, bitterness, being resentful, eventually provoking, riling up, uh, being enraged. So understand we, we want to catch anger at, at, at its root uh, before it, you know, it becomes extreme and, and becomes overwhelming in, in relationships. What, what happens often in, in a new relationship and in, in, in a, a new growing marriage is, you know, you have all of the love and all of the good feelings that come with that relationship, and that lasts for through, you know, the proverbial honeymoon period, which is seven months to a year or two, and everything's going well, and, and everybody's happy, and everybody's trying to please the other person, and then over time, uh, we begin to do things that, that displease our spouse or we hurt the other party. Uh, and so anger begins to build. And if it's never reconciled, it just builds and builds and builds. And typically what happens uh, in marriage counseling is uh, when it gets to this place uh, where anger's the dominant one and, and, and it's kind of the, the overwhelming emotion or feeling uh, of the relationship, the, the couple with the marriage counselor, uh, she or he will say something to the marriage counselor like, you know, I'm so angry at my spouse, uh, I don't want this marriage anymore. What they're saying is the anger in our relationship so overwhelms me that I don't feel any love toward them. And it's all a result of one thing, this issue of not reconciling 
uh, our sin in our relationships. And that's why what we did last night is so important. I want to encourage all of you to take the, the materials home and work through any other issues in your marriage. We just gave you the pattern and the plan. We're available if you need help, if you need us to, to give you more direction. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. We, we want your marriages to, to be as free of sin and bitterness, resentment, anger as they can possibly be. It will uh, provide huge dividends in communication. The root cause of all sin really is depicted well on this slide. Uh, the root cause of, of all sin is found in doubting God, thinking, and again, I apologize for the size of the print on this, but uh, we will get the PowerPoint too. It's unbelief in God's character, His commands, and His, uh, his provision. Uh, unbelieving, not believing God, not trusting God with our lives, living in pride, thinking we have a better way, we can figure it out, we can control our world. The result of all that is, is fear, fear of failure, fear of pain. I will, uh, I will suffer pain and loss. Uh, I will be rejected or uh, things will not work out the way I want them to. And the, the outer ring of this, I, I just want you as we read through those to think, how many of those relate to my communication? Arguing, manipulating, intimidating, convincing, anger, uh, escaping, being judgmental, mar every one of these symptoms of this inner problem of unbelief and pride is a manifestation in our communication and in our relationships. We'll talk about how to deal with that in a moment. Uh, this is what we call the, the cycle of self-worship. It's, it's kind of what happens in us when we have these intense desires and longings in our lives and we don't really know how to satisfy them or get them fulfilled in a spiritual way. I, I have expectations. I look to circumstances or others to maintain my personal kingdom. Remember the slide last night? Are, are, are we expecting uh, Jesus to come into our lives and fix our kingdom, or are we part of his kingdom, learning to live more and more according to his word and his truth as, uh, as we grow? Uh, when all this doesn't work out well, we become disappointed, our kingdom's threatened, we become judgmental and critical. Uh, our rights, our needs, our expectations are revealed as rights and needs, and we get angry and discouraged about that. When my kingdom uh, crumbles, I become self-focused and I live in self-pity. Uh, that results in this thing called anger. I lash out in anger and I'm angry toward others, uh, both inwardly and outwardly. That can lead to depression. My kingdom's crashing. I, I, I lose hope. I can't control the future. And that can lead to despair. Uh, I just give up. Uh, and this cycle just continues. I demand, I regroup, and I, I fight harder and longer and, and more intensely to get what I want. We'll talk about the solution for that. At the heart and core of all this is, of course, as Dan and Nancy pointed out, listening well is part of, of the communication thing. Listening well to the fact that uh, uh, what the other person says is, uh, is of value and of, of worth. One of the one of the greatest ways you can say to another human being that you're important and value to me is listen to them. That says to them, you are important. What you say right now is important to me, so listening is huge. Uh, if one gives an answer, excuse me, hit the wrong button again. If one gives an answer before he hears, it's his folly and shame. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. Uh, the exercise we're going to have you do uh, during the, the breakout time will we'll give you an opportunity to, to talk with your spouse or your significant other here. Uh, how well do I listen uh, uh, as opposed to speak? Uh, we're much 
usually much more quick to speak than we are to listen. So we want you to have an opportunity to think through that today. Uh, listen to the advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Uh, accept instruction. Evaluate carefully. Listen well. Uh, great truths from the Word. Understand God is sovereign. He's in heaven. He, he does what He pleases. I, I, I love this, this next one. Shall, oops, hit the wrong button again. <laughs> Shall the fault finder contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. Uh, Dan will unpack this more for us in the series on Job, but just learning to trust God with our lives, learning to trust that, that God in difficult circumstances will use them to grow our character, to increase our dependence on Him, to trust Him with the future when we can't see something that looks like what we want. Uh, that's learning to uh, uh, allow the sovereign God to live and guide and work in our lives. Uh, the godly speak with kindness. Put on then God's, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. May our speech be, uh, be overwhelmed by those kinds of spiritual emotions and, and attitudes. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Uh, just manifesting the fruit of the Spirit will empower us to speak well. Speaking well also brings encouragement, but, one, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today. Uh, is, is one of the primary motivations in our lives to encourage and lift up, build up our spouse. Let our words uh, do that. Uh, encourage one another and build one another up as you're doing. And again, this isn't something that's natural to us. It comes by the Spirit of God. Speak truth. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. A lying tongue hates its victims and a flattering mouth works ruin. Speak in love, but now you must put them all away. Anger, malice, wrath, slander, obscene talk. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. These kinds of, of, of admonitions in the word should just fill our hearts through the spirit to emanate that in our most significant, and I said this last night, the most important relationship we have on earth is the relationship with our spouse. It is the one where, where God is going to reveal our sin most powerfully. It's the place where we can deal with that sin in the most biblical way and grow in holiness, which is what his desire and plan for us is, to, to work out and manifest the spiritual life in this relationship. And communication is a huge part of that. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. May, may peace just, uh, just surround you and, and, and permeate your home uh, because of uh, the righteousness of, of the Lord and, and a uh, reconciled relationship and good communication. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, you know, using the Word and, and allow it to empower you. Uh, just wanted to draw your attention back to the sermons that were preached through this series uh, the pattern of marriage, the purpose of marriage, what's a woman to do, what's a man to do, cultural lies and perversions. These are all on the website. They will be there for perpetuity until Jesus comes back. Do not hesitate to listen to them again. The, the biblical truths that, that are presented in those messages uh, are life-changing. So we just want to encourage you to uh, drill down uh, and deeply on those, uh, those messages. 
living in his will, how to communicate in love. And this is kind of working toward the practical. Now, how, how do I learn to communicate in my relationship with my wife in a way that's loving? Well, let's take the word of God and, and think about how we could use it to empower us to, to learn to communicate as Jesus does, to, to relate to our spouse in a way that, that manifests his love, his grace, his mercy, his goodness. And so in 1 Corinthians 13, the great love passage, 4 through 8, love is patient and kind, love does not envy or boast, it's not arrogant or rude, it does not insist on its own way, it's not irritable or resentful, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things, love never ends. So how do we apply this? Well, let's just take it phrase by phrase. And maybe you'd come up with better words than, than I did, but love is patient and kind. Well, what does that mean? Uh, in my words, I, I need to help and speak with patience and kindness in my home. Uh, help with kindness with the kids to get ready to go on time. That's a manifestation of patience. But speaking that, letting your wife know that you're okay if she's a, a little bit behind, asking, how can I help? Those would be words that, that emanate patience and kindness. Love doesn't envy or boast. Uh, I shouldn't, I sh I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, uh, in my pagan days, I had this horrible name for my wife. Uh, don't do it. I'm not going to say it. You can ask me privately and I'll tell you. It was just, it was just a really dumb, degrading name. Uh, that really tore her down. And I was so blind and so darkened by my sin, I, I didn't understand that my words should build her up. So they tore her down. So be careful that our words exalt and lift up people uh, out of uh, uh, you know, not envying or boasting about ourselves, not being arrogant or rude. Uh, seek a, to be kind and gentle with our words and, and, and not uh, insist on our own way, sacrifice our desires for others. Seek to be long-suffering. Uh, you know, this is a long journey. We all stumble and fall. We fail. We have forgiveness. We have reconciliation. We have everything we need when we stumble and fall. Uh, God has provided a, a path to forgive each other, uh, a way to overcome sin in our relationship. And, and, and uh, Lord, sometimes it's, it's long in coming, so we need to be patient with that process. But understand, everything we have, God has provided. Uh, in Second uh, Timothy 3.16, it says, The Word of God uh, provides everything we need for righteousness and godliness. And so it's just a matter of knowing the Word, applying the Word, allowing the Spirit to take it and transform our lives. Okay, we saw this slide uh, a few moments ago about the root cause of all sins, pride uh, and, and unbelief. What we want to see transformed through the Word and the Spirit is a life like this, a love-motivated life, a life that believes the gospel from beginning to end, that God loves us, and, and the extent and breadth of His love is, is unbelievable. It's, it's immeasurable. That, that, that the God who created the universe, Jesus created the universe, He sustains it. He died for me. What? That, that, that doesn't make sense. That, 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 that the being who made us would die for us. But that's the gospel. And he loves us, and he's repeated that over and over and over again. And, and real 
Spiritual health and real godly communication grows out of this kind of relationship where, where we're bathed and we deeply understand the fact that we are loved unconditionally, not because we're cool, not because we're beautiful, not, not because we're the smartest guy on the block or, or the most gracious woman around. We're loved as sinners and we're loved because God is love. And the outworking of that is, is to understand that and know that, to be humbled by that. And, and the reality, we get, to, we get to respond to Him in praise and worship and obedience and reverence and, and, and submission. We get to obey because He empowers us through the Word to obey. And the outworking of that, by contrast to the previous slide, is what? Godly relationships. Others' needs become more important than mine. Forgiveness unconditional acceptance. We, we begin to relate and pour out the love of Christ to others. Authenticity, honesty, encouragement. So many of these, again, relate to the words we speak. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Do we manifest that in our lives? I humbly serve others. I share the love of Christ with others. Religion says, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. The gospel says, I'm accepted, therefore I obey. The Christian life is a relationship with God that produces greater obedience, not a life of obedience that produces a greater relationship with God. Our love, motivated obedience brings glory to God and puts Him on display. That's the gospel. May our words uh, reflect His glory as we relate to each other. This uh, cycle of self-worship now becomes a path of surrender. Uh, I'm now... Uh, call to renew my mind. Uh, I view my expectations from God's perspective, submitting to His plan, His purpose, and His control. I hold my life with open hands. God, whatever it is you have for me, whatever you want to accomplish through my life, God, take my life and use it for your purpose to bring glory and honor to you. When I face disappointment, oops, I did the wrong button again, sorry. I'll learn this after about three weeks. When circumstances and people fail, I deal with pressure through obedience to God's glory. I deal with disappointment by what? Relinquishing my rights. I surrender my perceived needs to God, realizing He's faithful to provide all I need for life and godliness. Uh, we just uh, referred to that in, uh, in uh, Timothy. So I can deal with disappointment by relinquishing the right to get my needs met or to see something accomplished that I think is right or what I need, trusting God to provide what I need. That leads us to contentment. I become focused on God's glory and realize that suffering purifies. Uh, the great truth that we need to understand about life is God uses our suffering, our trials, our hardships, our difficult relationships, and our marriages to purify us and, and to transform us for His glory. So the quicker we identify sin, the more quickly we deal with it, the, the more quickly we allow that transformation to impact our lives, the more He will be glorified, the more our communications will be godly, and the more our lives will radiate uh, his glory and bring honor to Him. Reconciled relationships, I practice uh, loving others by forgiving, confessing, reconciling, and restoring the relationship. My hope is now uh, in the light of eternity, not in a present comfort or a, a present present or, or a, a present uh, uh, house or, or some physical thing. It's in His kingdom. 
and I des- uh, my desires purify me. I delight in the Lord and the, um, I can't read that, the shapes. And he shapes the desires of my heart, and I pursue his kingdom and his glory. That is the gospel. That is the life we're called to live for his honor and for his glory. We have a decision every day, many, many, many times every day. And the choice is, are we going to take the easy choice, which eventually becomes harder and harder and harder because it leads to bondage and sin, and it impacts everything we do. It leads to unbelief, pride, pursuing idols, building my kingdom. Sometimes it seems the other path is a harder choice, but it becomes easier and easier as we experience the freedom of the kingdom of God. We're able to pursue righteousness and build God's kingdom. For your assignment, and uh, we're just right on time, in your packet you'll find uh, three things that we want you to uh, look at and work on. Um, Let me get back to the packet page. The first one is communicating biblically. It talks about speaking to one another. Uh, Biblical communications, it's what you speak, and then also listening to one another. What I'd like for you to do as couples, to just sit down and go through this list and ask yourselves as couples, how are we doing with listening? How are we doing with communicating biblically? Uh, And then deal with whatever God reveals to you with that. As I said earlier, uh, all of this is going to be dependent upon walking in the Spirit and the power of the Spirit with His power. And so there's a checklist in there to just spend some time together walking through this issue of being Spirit-filled and uh, living out the fullness of the Spirit. Am I quenching the Spirit? Am I grieving the Spirit in any way? Uh, Here's some indicators of, of how that might be happening in your life. Look through that, read through that, talk through that together. Uh, Then walking with God on his terms, another checklist. Uh, Do I believe the truths that God has? It gets to that core belief, the center of living and love and and exalting and glorifying God. It's the truth of, do I really believe everything that God says in his word and ways that I can turn away from that? And then lastly, uh, pray. Uh, Pray. Uh, This prayer is so powerful, and and I want to encourage us as as couples to learn to pray this way for each other. From the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. This is Paul's prayer for the Colossians. Uh, And just listen to the concepts that that he unfolds here. Uh, That we may be filled with the knowledge of his will, that we would come to a greater understanding of what God's purpose and plan for our lives is. And that we would pray to understand that more and more in greater and greater depth. Uh, The knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. God help us to walk in the power of the spirit and through him in obedience to your word. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. Uh, God strengthen us with your power to control our tongues, to live in love toward each other, to be quick to reconcile uh, according to your glorious might for, uh, with all endurance and patience, with joy and giving thanks to you. Because we don't have to live in darkness. We don't have to live in sin. Uh, he's qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. We live in light, not darkness. We have the power of his word at work in us. 
and the, and the work of His Spirit in our hearts to guide us and lead us in these things. So take some time to pray with each other about these truths. And lastly, and some of this you may have to take home, here's a, a path to the surrendered life. Just kind of review this. It's in your handout as well. Uh, think through some of the concepts here. God's given us all the resources we need for the transformed life. We have Christ and His work. We have the Spirit, the Scripture, the body of Christ. We're here to help each other, pray for each other. Uh, and lastly, the one we don't want, the one we like to take off the list, is suffering and hardship. Because God wants to use that. It, it, he has to get our attention at times. And so he, He's quick in this fallen world to use those difficulties we face for His glory. And, uh, you know, we call those the life stumbling blocks, losses, illnesses, re rejection. All of those lead to these uh, true godly beliefs and uh, a fulfilled life. So it's now a quarter after nine. Let's go for the next 30 minutes till a quarter after 10. Break up as you did last night. Dan's got his hand up. He wants to say something or do something. Yes. Oh, cards. Yes. Uh, please, any questions you have about this, again, fill out those cards, put them in the pink basket, uh, or we'll have the text number up, or you can raise your hand, but feel free uh, to get us questions uh, for our panel, which will be in about 30 minutes after a short break. Okay, you've got 30 minutes to meet. We'll have a 10-minute break, and then we'll come back together for uh, uh, the panel.